Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And it is Purple Access, Purple Daily, whatever you choose to call it. Um, happy New Year's Eve, New Year's Week, as we get uh, set to celebrate Jan 1, which means we're nearing the end of the football season Phil off this week, but that does not mean our programming is. It's Judd, it's Declan, and as always, we alternate between Tyler Fortis of VikingsWire.com and Chip Scoggins, my good friend from the Star Tribune, sports columnist extraordinaire, award winner multiple times by now. Chip is decorated in this community, and he (laughs) joins us every other week. Merry Christmas, Chip. Happy New Year. Uh, but you know what? Let's dispose of the niceties and let's get right yeah. to it. Um, <laughs> b- because we did hit the pause on recording this until <laughs> one o'clock today. Your thoughts on the fact that we are going back to Jared Hall, who initially replaced Kirk Cousins because Nick Mullins wasn't available and Josh Dobbs was too new. But then Josh Dobbs had to replace Jared Hall, who got hurt. And he was eventually benched for Nick <laughs> Mullins. And now Mullins has been benched for Jared Hall. And I'm out of breath. Your thoughts. <laughs> You sound like a guy who was explaining the soap opera. All these twisted yeah. turns, right? the plot lines. Um, I, I don't think it's any real surprise because I don't think there's any way in good conscience that Kevin O'Connell could go back to Nick Mullins. That would be a a how to lose your locker room 101 masterclass there. Uh, after watching the way he was so recklessly ran the offense with his turnovers, there's just – you couldn't go back to him. Um, not to say that Jaron Hall is going to be the answer or that he's going to play great this week and they're going to go two and zero and get in the playoffs. But I just think based on what we've seen, there is no way that O'Connell could have put Mullins back out there and walk back in the locker room and tell guys, we're giving you the best option here. This is who we're, you know, it just wasn't going to work. Dex, your thoughts. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm glad they're giving him the shot chipper just because it's, it's a rookie quarterback here. It's not Dobbs. It's not Nick Mullins, but I think what I'm curious on and I'm curious your thoughts too is so they treated, you know, Dobbs, especially towards the end there, like he was Kirk, right? They made him like a pocket yeah. passer. And then Nick Mullins kind of same thing. Like, Hey, we're going to make you throw a bunch of, of deep balls. Even if they look like ducks in the middle of the air, 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try as as hell bent to make sure that you still you know operate this offense kind of like we would with Kirk, even though you guys are lesser athletes and lesser talent level. Do you think something gets tailored differently, or are you gonna expect like a similar offense with Jaron Hall? Yeah, I don't know because you know O'Connell talked about it when they had the bye week that they were gonna curtail or tailor this more towards what Josh Dobbs does well, and maybe we saw him in shotgun more, but it wasn't to the the degree that we thought it was going to be with a lot of bootlegs and just different kind of moving the pocket and getting them out. So I don't know that he's inclined to really scrap his system for any quarterback. That's he's just trying to do this on the fly. We didn't see enough of hall at Atlanta to know how much of that. I mean, it was, you know, was it two drives? One of them looked good. Um, but I don't know that we saw enough of them to, to think, okay, this is, we know what to expect. I'm sure there's going to be a package of plays in there you would think that would cater to what he does well. But again, from what we saw with how he handled Dobbs, I don't know that there's a whole lot of rewriting of the system that you can do with two games left. So I would, my, my gut tells me it's just going to be more of what we've seen. I do apologize because I had no idea Nick Mullins was that bad. Like I had no clue. He's got chipper. He has no arm. Like, like yeah. we were told when, when Brad Johnson came back here with Tice, right. In Oh five to back up yeah. Dante, we were told, well, his arm is shot and okay. Brad didn't have a great arm, but I like watched him throw it. I'm like, well, I mean, he might not, not have a great arm for a national football league quarterback, but I mean, he's got an arm. Um, Nick Mullins had no arm. And, and for yeah. him to say the ball slipped on that Jefferson pass, I think it's because he was choking the life out of that ball, hoping to throw it as hard as possible. Like I, th- this is one of the worst yeah. arms I've seen. Uh, he's Brett Favre without the talent. And, and it's uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, he's uber confident in a guy in an arm that does not have the zip on it that you would want. Not only was he reckless throwing the ball and, and just, you know, how many times have we seen where he's falling down and just going to sling it, get rid of it. It's like, I, I know quarterbacks do it, but it's like, just take the sack and, and right. protect the ball. Um, but he also, how many how many times was the ball delivered late because it was just kind of floating out there? Like, come on, get there. You know, like there's just no zip on the pass. So I, I didn't. I got to be honest with you. I I hadn't studied Nick Mullins before he came here. I, I didn't have a clue like what kind of quarterback he was. I, you think because he's a veteran, he's been around however many years that there's something there. But, um, but. It, we saw his stats. His stats said even before he became started, he was a turnover machine. That's what he was, right? I mean, he was almost a yes. Um, that was kind of his thing. So we shouldn't be surprised there, but just the decision making was alarming to me. Um, even the you know, you go back to Cincinnati, the two touchdowns he did throw to Addison, one was at his feet that Addison makes a brilliant play on to pick it up, and the other one, I think everybody in the world was screaming, throw it away. And he's scrambling to the sideline. He throws it back. You know, I don't say you got lucky, but you got fortunate to uh, to complete that one. So he didn't have. When you hear veteran, I was thinking manage the game, make good decisions, right. don't put the ball in harm's way. And it was the complete opposite of that. I mean, he was he was just reckless with some of these throws. So that's why their playoff lives are hanging by a thread. You couldn't go back to a guy who's going to be that reckless again. Jaron Hall, he may be a turnover machine too. Once he gets an opportunity to play a lot, I don't know, but you, you had to try something, Judd. I mean, you could not go back to him. 
Mm-hmm. And Chipper, I think with you know Hall getting the start here, and you're without TJ Hawkinson now for the rest of season two, which is obviously a humongous blow. And you know, two weeks ago, you saw Ty Chandler had this explosive game, what 160 all-purpose yards, just kind of the yeah. back that this team has been needing forever. Um, but then it felt like on Saturday <laughs> against the Lions, right? They abandoned some of those plays. They just decided, hey, we're not going to give the ball to him anymore, which was very confusing. I feel like with a rookie in, no TJ, you're going to see. Whether it's Chandler or Madison, you're probably going to see like what 25 touches between both would, those running backs. Yeah, Dak, I would think so. And I, I heard Wes uh, Fields, uh, I can't remember uh, a radio part of his interview, and he was saying that when it doesn't work early, you know, you don't want to be in second and ten all the time. And I understand that to a degree, but I don't think you can abandon it. Uh, which, Thank as you. much as you know, you got you. You got Jefferson back. They did have Hawkinson until, but they don't now. But I understand if you have those guys, you might be more inclined to give up on the running game a little sooner. But I, I just think with a rookie now and without Hawkinson, uh, I think you want to see what Chandler and 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 Madison can do. And, and the way, particularly way Chandler ran the ball previously, I mean, you saw a spark there. So I, I agree with you, Deck. I, I think. I think they will be more inclined. If it's not even, you know, if it's not working the first quarter, don't just scrap it and say we're not going to run the ball. We're going to be one-dimensional because that's not going to set him up for success. 11 runs. 11 runs in one game. It made me want to do one thing. Go to the fridge and get a surly beer because I could (laughs) not imagine a world where an NFL coach is actually calling, as I said, he's calling an Arena League football game. But you know what? Before I die, it reminds me of the mantra, Chip Scoggins, the mantra of this show, the mantra of every Vikings fan, which is before we die, we would like to see a Vikings championship. And, of course, that just starts off the great uh, beer selection from Surly, including Chipper's favorite, absolutely a furious. In fact, the season's almost done. Here's my guess. You're gonna sit down and have a few furiouses, correct? I don't even I don't even have to warm up. I go straight to furious. I, I just do that. I love it. Both the mood and the beer, right? Yep. <laughs> just yep. Tall boys. Zero. Tall boys. Tall boys. I would recommend going to your store, get the four pack of tall boys. That's where you guys oh, are. So good. And and of course if you're thinking to yourself, you know what, Chip, I'd like to go out. I'd like to go out and have some beers, perhaps a furious. Let me recommend the Park Tavern, the official sports bar of the Sports Dad, St. Louis Park, right in my neck of the woods here, located uh, right off of Louisiana Avenue South. In fact, if you're looking for a plant on Sunday, New Year's Eve, how about this? Uh, Park Tavern going to be open from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. Now, don't spend the whole time there. That might be a bad idea. But they, they do have a cosmic bowling from 9.30 to close, $25 per person, a champagne toast at midnight. Again, Park Tavern, a great place to get a beer, watch the game, go bowling. So much that, that you can do, including group outings. Uh, Park Tavern, your headquarters, though, for New Year's Eve fun as well. St. Louis Park, check them out. Um, so let's go back to the run game chipper index and, yeah. and also, uh, and I, I want to ask you about this as well, because this has really bugged me uh, and it's an O'Connell thing. This is O'Connell's fault. It's not his team's fault. Um, but have you ever, or how many teams, both division one college and national football league teams, have you covered where the screen game is as non-existent as the screen game is here? And and I've always thought of the screen game as being an, an extension of the run game. Now, now, case in point, Kyle Shanahan 
and the Niners were took some criticism for their game plan against Baltimore because they didn't run a ton, okay? But they did throw screen passes. Like, yeah. like so they incorporated what is, you know, a version of the run. How surprised have you been that Kevin O'Connell really seems in his two years here to have punted on the screen? And as Dex has said a thousand times, when they do try it, it's abysmal. I've never seen a screen game this bad. Yeah, and 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 I just don't know if that's, you know, a philosophical thing. You know, coaches are good at some stuff and, you know, not as good as the other. But, but you look at the um, – I, I particularly think about Chandler. You know, if you could get him out and yeah. use him in, in that. Um, I think about, too, like what – you know, you're asking your wide receivers to block out there. I remember, uh, was it the – what game was it where Addison whiffed and almost got Jefferson killed? Was that Carolina? Mm-hmm. Who was that? That uh, Carolina was got, early. They got Jeff. Yeah, they got Jeff. It was before Jefferson went out, right? Uh, yep. He whiffed on it. So I, I'm sure there's a lot of factors into that, Judd. But when you see the thing that that really drives it home, though, when you see other teams that do it well and mm-hmm. execute it well, and how much of a weapon that play because it doesn't seem like, and I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than I make it out to be. Right. But it doesn't seem like it's that complicated to drop and execute. I know it is. So don't, right. don't email me like this. It's a lot, you know, making it sound simple, but, but the teams that do it well, make it look easy and make it look and really uh, punish teams for, uh, you know, either blitzing them or catching them, you know, in a, in a certain defensive look. So I don't know why they're not good at it. I don't know why it's not a bigger part of their offense. Maybe that's a good thing to ask O'Connell, um, you know, more in the offseason. They're just like philosophically, like, why, why can't this be a bigger part of your offense? This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Chipper, what have you made on the defensive side of the ball with Flores? You know, doing a really good job, it seems like, in the first three quarters, and obviously the the last quarter, it's almost been like a stain on a little bit of his resume, which, by the way, I still think he's done a very good job turning this thing around. Yeah. But why why do you think that this defense or what is Flores doing that makes them so susceptible to these big plays and and these long sustained drives and when you need a big stop in the most important part of the game? That's the thing that's, that's been really weird is when they have three in a row of their losses where you would say the defense is playing brilliant for the most part and then they give up that back breaking one they can't finish and so it's like it makes it hard because you you know they played so well and done so, and they made such improvement. You jump up statistically, eyeball, optics, everything. You look at it, how much better they are. But at that moment of truth, whether it's, uh, you know, they've gotten loose on the back end, they haven't blitzed as much, they haven't made the plays, they've been in position, haven't made the plays. I go back to Cincinnati, T. Martin just physically better, or, or T. Higgins just physically, T. Martin, he is great. He won a national yeah. title for us. <laughs> so, I knew you'd get the balls into this show somehow. That's right. That's right. And Peyton Manning, he was good too. <laughs> he was great too. Uh, he was just physically better than their corners, right? T. Higgins was. So um, 
I do think as as uh, great as he has uh, been for this defense and scheme, I think we've also seen times where personnel-wise, man, they're going to have to address defensive line, and they've got to get cornerbacks. Yeah. That's a. I, I mean, think you that's it. It, it, it's it's. You know, we, we'll talk about the quarterback situation, what you do in the first round, but man, defense, either line or cornerback, has to be a priority this offseason. And you just hit it on, I think, uh, coming off the Detroit loss, a really interesting topic. So uh, Byron Murphy Jr. has not graded out consistently good, right? PFF d- does not love him, and he's certainly not a PFF darling. But his absence on Sunday was noticeable, and they yeah. really exposed those guys. I mean, when when a Caleb Evans is benched, he is having a terrible game, and that's a big Correct. step back. But for all that Murphy doesn't grade out great, I think he does a ton of things because he plays inside, he plays outside, right? Yeah. Well, now he's gone, now Blackman's hurt, and I, I'm with you. I think two things have taken place, but I think one is because every time you play a game, you put things on tape, right? And, and, and like, these coaches don't go home. Like, they're, they're not <laughs> like, right. I'll figure this out next year. They, they like, <laughs> they tell their wives and kids, I'm not coming home. I'm going to yeah, watch Merry tape Christmas. all night. Here's, Merry here's Christmas. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Aren't you coming home? No, I'm not. But what they're doing is they are, they are looking at what Flores is doing. And, yes, he's come up with creative concepts, and he's been fantastic. But the reality is, with the personnel that they have, there's only so much that can be done. And I think, Chipper, I think one thing is there has been a real commitment to exposing those corners. And while, yeah. they're, not, and while they're not terrible, they're vulnerable. Yeah, so I well, think you nailed it. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know what, what Murphy's grade is, PFF, but he's their best corner, right? I was, he's their veteran. I, mean, I think he's an anchor uh, type of guy, right? Like he's correct, the, yeah. the rock and, sort of. You know, Blackman's done some nice things. Um, I got to imagine he's going to, uh, you know, Evans had a really, really, really tough day against Detroit, Andrew Booth. I mean, these are guys that, you know, I don't, I don't know that you're, you're, you know, your starter saying, okay, we're good here for the next five years. They don't have that. back. You know, they don't have that. And, and so you're going to be drafting high there and, this is where the money situation comes into thing into play too, Judd is take Daniel Hunter off that line. Yeah. Great point. I mean, take him off that line. Davenport. I, 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 you're not bringing him back. He hasn't played. And so <laughs> where, where's your rush edge at? Where's your edge rusher at? If you're not going to resign Daniel. And so now all of a sudden, and you know, I still think interior defensive line, and so, man, if you start putting, I mean, there's nothing more important than quarterback. And, we'll, you know, that, that that's the most important decision hanging over this thing, over this organization. But this defense has some big holes, particularly if, if you're not going to re-sign Daniil. And I, I just don't know if they feel like they're going to have the money to do it if you're bringing Cousins back. If you're not bringing Cousins back, then, then the answer is obvious. But right after watching these quarterbacks, how are you going to not make every attempt to bring Cousins back? Yeah. Yeah. And even with, you know, what Russell Wilson potentially being maybe cut here by the end of the year in Denver, um, which Denver going to have to own, Denver's going to have to own what, like 78 million over the next two seasons. Just yes. absolutely. By George Payton. Money. 
Yeah. By George. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice decision to George. get that contract before he had thrown a pass. Oh, my God. Not I don't – I, I saw uh, – I know there's that that scuttlebutt right now, and, and they're just throwing teams out who would be the most likely landing spot. I don't see it. I mean, he's – I just don't see it. Uh, he's 35 now, right? He's basically the same age as, as Cousins is. I know his uh, touchdowns to interceptions have been a lot better this year than they were last year when it was a total disaster. But, and I don't know if this is Sean Payton or a, if this is a indication of Sean Payton or Russell Wilson, but they became a dink and dunk. He's become a dink and dunk quarterback. I was looking at his stats this morning and uh, 20 yard completions this year, the fewest in his career. Remember, we used to be those rainbow deep balls and they were just beautiful. It just, that's not who he is anymore. It's just dink and dunk. So I, I mean, he's he's clearly not the same quarterback. I don't know what kind of payday he's going to be looking for or will be able to command if he's cut. But I, I mean, to me, it's either Cousins or you're starting over with the rookie. Odds on Russell Wilson roster 2024 week one from uh, from sportsbetting.ag, okay? They have the Vikings at five to one. That is tops of all teams to acquire or have Russell Wilson on their week one roster. Patriots are six to one. Commanders and Raiders are seven to one. The Bears, Falcons, Giants, and Steelers, eight to one. Chip, I'm I'm with you. Kevin O'Connell's gonna have no interest. I mean, he clearly wants a quarterback who can throw the football, right? Yeah. And and if Russell Wilson is at a point now where, you know, his arm is shot or his arm is not great. And I mean, he does not look like the same guy. There's no question yeah. about it. Um, yeah, I think this team is going to make an all-out effort to either retain Kirk Cousins or draft a guy. I don't see any way. And Russell, I mean, he, I'm sure he'll play in 2024, but is he going to be cheap? Like, he'll still be yeah. getting paid by the Broncos, but is he going to be – like, there's a lot of things here. I would I would uh, uh, pursue Russell Wilson thinking that if you do – it's a lot like Donovan McNabb when he came here in 2011. Yeah. It's just the end of the road. Yeah, and I, I just, I just, I don't see it. I just, it doesn't make sense to me. Other than Cousins, you know, they don't have a quarterback under contract next year, the, the starter. And but other than that, it does, uh, it just doesn't make sense. But I, I, I'm more and more leaning this way, Judd. What if the Packers or what if the Vikings take the Packers route and try to re-sign Cousins and draft a guy in the first round? I I I think there's a lot of merit to that. What do you think Cousins will sign for? That's that's my question. I, I keep well, saying that to Phil. If Cousins will sign a like I keep seeing tweets now. Well, if Kirk will take a team friendly deal. Well, yeah, I take him back too. But I mean, this guy is a a master negotiator and even with the achilles broncos i think you know what this might sound nuts don't shut the door on san francisco yeah i mean depends on what happens to them but don't shut it, the door it, it does yeah he's gonna have it, some leverage here yeah it, it is and he's coming back and you know he's gonna work hard and he's yeah i don't i don't doubt there's anything he's, that he's gonna come back fine he's at 35 million now and here's the thing, Judd, and you know as well as anyone, there is pressure on players, not just quarterbacks, but players, 
from the union, you don't want to take discounts because it you're setting Correct. the bar for the next guy. I mean, it's, it's there's an inherent pressure. It's not like they're forcing you, but it's, you're helping the guy next, behind you who's you're setting the bar, right? You're constantly yep. setting the bar for the people coming behind you. So I, I don't, you know, we say team friendly. Well, what does team friendly mean? What is that number? Um, if he's at 35 million, I was looking at the contracts last, you know, yesterday at quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, 40 million. Right. Some guys that are worse quarterbacks than him are making $40 million. Well, he's not going to make substantially less than somebody who's a lot worse than him. Um, and so, but what he, here's the thing. So he's what, 35, going to turn 36 in August, correct? Correct. Would he take two years over three? Is he is he adamant about a three-year deal? Or would he take two years? If it's two years, I would I would definitely try to do it. Three years... I, I just, you know, that would be pushing it up close to forty years old. I, I don't know. I think if he if you can land on two years, maybe he will look around and say, you know what, I don't want to go somewhere else. I got Jefferson here. I got a coach who loves me. I got a system I know. Right. I might want three years, but I would settle for two, and that would get me to thirty eight years old and right off into the sunset. But if but at what happens... number is it? Is it is it thirty five a year again? Is that the starting point? Do you go well, higher than that? And here and here's your here's your ultimate conundrum. Jefferson is going yeah. to get paid. Justin Jefferson's not going to set foot in training camp. He is not going to I, I keep saying this, but he is this whole fear of well, he's gonna wait this thing out and leave. He is never going to hit free agency. He might no. force his way out this summer, but he is never going to set foot in training camp. Like he got got hurt and what happened to Hawkinson, right? So Mm -hmm. he is going to become, and I think he's going to ask to become the highest paid non-QB, which right now is Bosa of San Francisco, in the entire league. Then, to your point, Chipper, Daniil, what do you do there? Then, in a year from now, Christian Derrissaw. So, like, there's this this is the thing. No matter what you do, you're going to have to make choices here. And, And if you go Cousins Jefferson, I'm guessing Hunter's gone. Yeah, if you if you are able to bring uh, cousins back, let's say it's thirty plus a year, JJ is going to be thirty plus a year. Because um, even if you look at the, the highest paid, I think wide receiver salary is thirty, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's Tyreek, right? Tyreek, I think it's thirty a year. So that's a starting point. So it's going to be more than that. Can you have two guys over thirty, and what's the nail going to get? Right. So uh, so. They're going to have to make hard choices, but I know they, they're probably not with the, you know, the pieces they have with Jefferson, Hawkinson, Addison might not be the most ideal thing to start a rookie quarterback, draft a guy and start him. So I would, if if they, if they did the Packers plan, I think that would, if it would, could work, I would be, it, it, it makes sense to me for a lot of reasons. But you also have to figure out a way to improve your personnel on defense in, in the secondary. And if it's not Hunter, who is it? Because you, you who is it? You know, who's it going to be if you don't have, uh, you need to have a, some premier guys rushing the passer. Yeah, it feels like Edge, right, is their, their next biggest position here, especially if Daniil walks away. Wanham just is injured. Marcus uh, Davenport, who knows? I, I don't know where yeah. the hell he has been since he has signed the contract, except for maybe what a dozen plays this season. So, yeah, I mean, the most important position on defense right now, obviously, is defensive edge and figuring out ways to rush the quarterback. And Chipper, they don't really have anyone under contract for next season. 
No, we like what Wanham's done. I think he'll be a player. He'll guy that, you know, when he's healthy, you put him in, but can't just be DJ Wanham. (laughs) That's no, that's not what you're, you know, is you're going to have to commit resources there too. And, and guys, I mean, again, cornerback, I think, well, you're going to have to draft or pay money to sign one on open market. If you bring Kirk back, I think the reality is you have to draft a defensive tackle, an edge, or a corner first round. I don't think that, that you can take a quarterback. Like like the the luxury of keeping Kirk for two years and paying him yeah. well, obviously, and then drafting a quarterback, like to your point, your personnel on defense is toast. So yeah. like, like that's the thing is that this is going to be one of the most interesting springs for this team that we've ever covered, Chip. Because there are just so many questions, and they're not screwed; like they're not in terrible shape. But they are going. There are going to be some decisions that have to be made, and none of them are going to thrill the fans or the team. But you cannot, you know. Unfortunately, in a salary cap league, you can't keep everybody. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, what are you not going to pay Jefferson? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's exactly. Like, that's not even an option. So that that's that's the one that's complicated. Is like. It's great. I mean, he's so good, and we saw it again against the Lions. Like, uh, he almost—I don't say single-handedly won it, but he was willing that team to try to win that game and making the plays he was when everything else was breaking down around him. So, I mean, we know his value, but that comes—you know—that's a cost that's going to affect the rest of the roster building. Absolutely, Uh, Chipper. Last thing: expectations for Jaron Hall on Sunday, and how much do you think Kevin O'Connell? tries to help him play calling wise. Cause that's definitely been, I, I think an underlying issue for some of these guys, not named Kirk cousins. Yeah. I, I, I'll go back to Dex point. I, I think we're going to see him make a real commitment to try to run the ball and try to get Chandler and Madison going and take some pressure off him. Maybe, uh, you know, get some stuff going with, with Jefferson to try to help him out there. And, and I, it was such a small sample size, Judd, at Atlanta. That's hard yeah. to say. We saw yeah. a lot there, so this is what I think. So I, I don't know. The Packers, you know, they're they're a mess. Um, they really the are. The Giants, said, like that happens when a team's a mess, right? That that circus yep. show that was going on. So, but I, I do think they'll try to get the running game going, establish that to to try to help them out. That's that's that would be my inclination. The Packers are a mess with the exact same record as the Vikings. That's the incredible I know, thing. And I, know. I don't understand, as, as Royce said, where did that come from? I have no clue. Yeah. Thank you, Chipper. Great stuff. Talk to you in a couple weeks, okay? All right, boy. See you. All right. Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune. Great stuff, as always. Um, before we go, Declan Goff, tell me about your favorite joint in Minneapolis. Oh. Three Jack. Love me some three Jack. Okay. Actually, I, I got a got a putting mat here for Christmas. The mother-in-law jug got me a nice little putting mat. It's in nice. the living room, much to Very my fiance's nice. chagrin. However, I don't have a simulator here. Okay. I can't take swings in. And Vinny, you know, who who knows what could happen if he sees a golf ball going somewhere. That'd be a oh, dangerous yeah. area, right? No, don't want can't that. do that. Can't do that. So I'll go to three Jack. Okay. I'll book a simulator bay there. Got some great food options as well. You can go to three jack.com to book that simulator bay as well. And mention purple daily. They'll give you a free pint. Just so you've seen the YouTube video there, right? Nice, nice, nice tall beer. You mentioned Purple Daily. They'll give you a free one with any menu purchase item. Go check out Three Jack in the North Loop. And while Declan's ha- having fun because he's young, he's in a new place, you know what? Sports Dad, Sports Dad might have an electrical 
issue. Oh, yeah. And if, as everybody knows, sports dad is not competent enough to fix anything in his house and nobody should try and repair electronical issues in th- their house. And so that's why you call that van, you call that company, you call my friend Cody Finch and his buddies from Finch Home Solutions who are passionate about the Vikings and passionate about making sure that your home is safe. I'm talking about big projects. I'm talking about small ones. Rewiring your entire house. Let's say you're redoing your kitchen. Guess what? If you're going to redo your kitchen or a room, there's going to be electrical issues, right? Cody Finch and his team can take care of that. Just give them a call. 612-357-2604. 612-357-2604. And now you're saying, but Sports Dad, come on, it's 2024 almost. I don't want to call. I want to go to a website. Well, you know what? Finch Home Solutions. Redesign website. Easy to navigate. Basically gives you a play-by-play of everything that they do. Finchhomesolutions.com. Finchhomesolutions.com. And, of course, tell them that the guys from PD sent you. Dex? Hit the subscribe button, Daily Vikes Entertainment. There's a Purple Daily on draft also in this feed. You can go check out. Uh, Judd and I will be live, I believe, for a Feedback Friday tomorrow. Feedback Friday? Yeah, I'm on. Get with that. A little Feedback Friday. It's live off. Edition. Not, not, not us. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll still hit you with the Feedback Friday uh, tomorrow on Purple Daily. So hit the subscribe button, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We appreciate you guys, and thanks for listening and watching.